Hey guys, welcome to Turning Pages. I'm Andrea and this podcast is all about you and your next chapter. I'm excited to have you here. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And okay, so today's topic is gonna be way different than anything I ever do or that I've done. So one of the requests on Instagram was to hear more about my story um, and just kind of how I got to where I'm at now. So I decided to take this episode and kind of share a little bit more about like my journey. So let's take it all the way back. In high school, I started dating my now ex-husband and we had three daughters together and got married. Um, and well, actually we got married after we had our two daughters. So I got pregnant at 19 and, um, had my, my oldest. Uh, and then after my second daughter was born, we got married and we were young. Um, the relationship was difficult. Um, and it, it led into divorce. Let's just say that. Um, and because I don't know if my kids will ever listen to this, I'm just going to keep it as surfacey as possible with regards to details. So anyways, um, we got divorced and I was very devastated. I valued my, my marriage, valued my family. I can't, my parents were never divorced. So like, I did not want to be divorced, but it, it happened and it was what it was. And so we were separated for about a year and then we decided to try again, try our family again. So we had our third daughter, which um, we had her and then we got remarried again. And probably like a couple years after that, divorce again. Same reasons leading into the divorce. And at that point, I was just like, okay, this isn't going to work. I think that God has a different plan because I can't keep living like this and going through this. Um, so I was a single mom for about six years. And okay, so I say single mom, and I know that single mom can mean different things to different people. Sometimes a single mom is like dad isn't even involved at all. And other times like you're co-parenting to me. Um, I say I was single, not, I mean, their dad has always been involved in their life, has always been a huge part of the girls' life. Yeah, we didn't work out, but he, he's a good dad. And, you know, we're at a place right now, fast forward, you know, I don't even know, like, uh, maybe like eight years now. And, and we were a good co-parenting team, not perfect, but we're pretty good when it comes to the kids. Um, but but I say single mom because to me, when you're the only adult in the home and it's just you and the kids and everything is on you, that's that's a lot. You know, yeah, um, you walk in the door. I can remember like coming in late from basketball tournaments. I'd have all three kids. It'd be 1030 at night. It's pitch black out in the middle of, you know, winter. And I got to get all the kids inside of the house and then unload the car and turn on all the lights in the house and, and, and get them in bed and then get ready for work the next day. And I'm not, I have no one to look at and be like, can you help me? Or you got this, I've got this, let's work together. Like you're by yourself. Um, to me, 
that's what a single mom is when all the bills are coming in and, you know, and, and it's you, it's your home. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted, you're doing everything. And, uh, you've got no one else to lock eyes with, to just be like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. It's just you. So for me, um, my, my journey as a single mom, I was by myself for about six years. And while their dad was involved, gosh, for probably the first four years, it was hard. I mean, he had girlfriends I, I couldn't stand. Um, we had to, we had to figure things out. We had to release hurt. We had to grow. We had to heal. I mean, all of that stuff is really, really hard. The legalities of divorce and, and, and custody and child support. I mean, it's scary. You don't know what's going on. You've got money going out. You've went from two incomes down to one. So all of that, that was a really difficult time in my life. Um, but it was also the time I look back on now. And I'm, I just, I think back on all the memories that I had with the girls when it was just the girls and I, and I'm so thankful for everything. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of nights that just were filled with tears. Um, I don't know if, if you've seen on my Instagram or if you know, but I, um, last summer, so June of 2021, I took the girls to Hawaii, just me and the girls. And this has been a dream trip ever since my divorce. Like this is kind of what made me feel good on bad nights. I would look at pictures from Hawaii and just tell myself one day, like, I'm going to take us there, like me and the girls, and we're going to go. And I would visualize it at night. So it almost allowed me to like box up what I was going through and think about something that made me excited. Um, and I also journaled a lot and I visualized a lot, a lot. So I, I didn't date around. I didn't jump on dating apps. I, not that, you know, I mean, everybody's journey is their own, but it just didn't feel right to me. I, I, I knew that I had to take time to heal because I spent so long trying to make a relationship work. And I spent so long trying to be perfect, trying to be enough. And I wasn't enough. And, and that took its toll on me. So I needed time by myself to reestablish peace in my life, to figure out, you know, who I was and, and to release the hurt and the anger. Cause you don't want to go into your next chapter, holding on to all that stuff. Um, and I was also building a business that gave me, made me feel really great and gave me excitement at night when the kid, once the kids went to bed, you know, I wasn't lonely because I was, I was building a business on the side and doing things, but there were a lot of nights that I would just, um, be lonely or be upset because I, I didn't see my life going this way. I didn't think I was going to be in my thirties and divorced for a second time. I would think back like, man, why did I do this the second time? And granted, like my third daughter was born. So of course, like I see the purpose, but I started to feel like, am I too old now to like find somebody? Um, you know, and, and and I don't know, like I just, I, I, I lived life in, um, I was happy just being by myself and the girls. I was happy to just, um, to just come home and not have to worry about things. Um, and so then probably at about year six or five ish, I started thinking about what it would be like to do life with somebody else. I started to think about, and I wouldn't tell anybody cause I didn't want people to know, but I really started to think about, am I going to meet someone and what is he going to be like? I started thinking about what it is I wanted in a partner and what I was not willing to negotiate on. 
I had worked really hard to get myself to where I was at. And I wasn't willing to risk my peace or my growth for anyone. Like I would never put myself in that position again. So while I had walls up, they were purposeful so I could heal. But I was starting to get like this God wink nudge to open up a little bit more and to allow myself to be open to God's plan. And, um, you know, if if he was going to place someone in my life to not be searching for it, like I didn't need a partner, but I started to want one. And I knew that I was whole as I was. So I didn't need anybody. And I wasn't coming into this next chapter, like feeling like I needed someone because I knew what I brought to the table and I was really just, I felt whole. So even if I was going to start dating or whatever, which I didn't even know how I was going to do that because I barely had time. I knew that if it didn't work out, it would be okay because I was whole as I was like, I was okay. So I start to get these nudges to open up and it's been like six years and my ex-husband has been remarried and, you know, he moved into a beautiful home and And people around me that had, you know, gotten divorced after me, they're moving on. And here I am by myself, single in the same home I was in when I got the divorce and just like, okay, Andrea, I think it's time (laughs) to really start doing the work and opening up. So as I'm going through these little God wink nudges, I meet this guy at work that I'm friends with. His name is Rob. We truly were friends. Like, I don't even know why we connected. He was, he was like seven years younger than me. Our daughters were the same age, Um, but we became friends and it was just fun to have a friend again. That was a guy that could just go out and do stuff and we'd have cookouts and we would get the girls together. And it was just, it was truly genuinely a friendship. Um, And eventually (laughs) that friendship kind of evolved and, So I remember like the one night we were just, we were playing card games. Like he didn't have his daughter and and my kids were with their dad. And so we were just playing games. I don't even know, like Uno and we play um, Rummy a lot and we just play card games and we just talked and, um, and I don't know. And that was kind of the night where it was just a very innocent, like, okay, you know, is this more? And he kind of shared his feelings and, Um, And then it kind of took off from there. And it's so funny because I felt so awkward after that day. Like we didn't have sex or anything like that, but um, he kissed me and I was like, oh my God, did he mean to do that? Like we were drinking, we weren't drinking a ton. We just split like a six pack. Like was what? Like, why did he do that? I was so embarrassed and uncertain. So, and we worked together. So we went to work like that happened on like a Saturday night. And we went to work and, and we work right next to each other. So like we, we always see each other and we didn't talk about it. Like we didn't acknowledge it. Like it didn't happen, even though it definitely happened. I was so confused and embarrassed because I just didn't even know how to process how, why that happened. And then eventually Thursday, I just sent him a text and I'm like, um, did you mean to do that? And then that's when he texts me back. He's like, yes, I meant to do that. And, and I 100% was waiting for that opportunity. And that's kind of where like things took off. And it, it's just, you know, I don't think that for me in my journey, 
it needed to go that way. I needed to be friends first with someone. I needed to build that rapport and that trust with somebody um, and have that solid foundation of friendship before I felt comfortable enough to open up into something more. And everybody's different, but this is just my journey. Um, and I remember, so for a long time, we didn't even tell anyone that, that we were like, I don't know what we were doing. Dating is that, I don't even know, but, but people, if you would ask like my sisters or my parents, or if you'd ask like his best friends, if you'd say like, did you think that they liked each other, that they'd be together? Everybody would say yes. Everybody was like, you could just see their connection. Like you knew it, but like, I truly did not see it or know. And I don't think he did for a really long time either. Um, but I remember, so I've got my journal out because I, once we started like talking or dating, whatever you want to call it, I started journaling just my best memories because I, I didn't want to forget them. I didn't want to forget the little things that made me fall in love with him. The, the little things that, you know, when you're just so busy throughout the day, you might forget. But to me, like when he did it or when he said it, it just, gosh, I never had that before. And it made me feel so good. So for this episode, I pulled out my journal and I was looking through it before I started recording. And oh my gosh, I just want to cry. I feel so blessed to truly have a, a relationship with somebody that I prayed for. But one of the things that he said to me, um, which, it, so we were sitting on my back deck one day and we um, were talking and we were talking about telling the kids that we weren't just friends, that we were more of a couple. And that's a whole thing. Like when you're a single mom for so long and it's just you and your kids, even if your kids like the person, they might not take it well. Like <laughs> my kids did not take it well, even though they loved Rob. The second they realized that we were more than friends, like World War III broke out. And, and that's a whole other topic we can talk about. But um, I remember we were sitting on the deck. And, um, we were talking about telling the girls and he said to me, and I quote, because I wrote this down. I remember writing it that night. He said, why wouldn't I want to be in a relationship with my best friend? And I'll have that conversation and tell the girls when the time comes that you are my best friend. And I just remember when he said it to me, just being like, thank you, God, like, thank you. Because I was never anyone's best friend, right? Like I would always say, well, you you don't make me happy. I need to be happy. Or it would be like a hassle to be around me. That's what I always felt. And um, to be told by your partner that you are their best friend. And, you know, it just was something that I'd never heard before. And it meant so much to me. Um, and from there, so so we're here now. And um, we're not married. But people ask me all the time, are you, are you going to get married again? Yes. Like, I, I believe in marriage. Like, People can have kids together. People can live together. But to me, marriage is about choosing each other. And if there's anything that like I really came to realize through COVID, it's that like when the world shuts down, like who do you have? When you're because your kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna go and they're gonna have their families and they're gonna have their life. And if your whole identity is is a single mom, just a single mom. And you never allow yourself at some point after you heal and take that time to open up to finding love and finding your person and finding your partner, 
knowing that if something doesn't work out, will it hurt? Yes, but you're whole no matter what. You know you can get through anything because you already been to rock bottom and you know how to get back up. And you know that your next time will be different from your last time when you take the time to heal because you're not going to attract someone who's, who's, you know, not at the level of growth that you are, right? You're not going to attract, when you take so much time to heal and grow yourself, the law of attraction, you're going to attract someone who is at that level that you're at. That's why it's so important to take that time. But, you know, in looking and like even seeing my parents during COVID, like, God, the door shut. They didn't see me or any of their daughters or their grandkids for like a year. It was them. So you better like your person. You better be an individual by yourself and you better be really great together because your kids are going to grow and go and then it's going to be you. And I just remember thinking about COVID and my parents would play cards all the time. My dad was working out a lot. My mom was working and they were just living their life. And, um, and I think that, you know, marriage, it, it gives you your person. And even if it's failed in the past, you know, when you get married young or when you get into a relationship young or when you bring in trauma or baggage or you don't have life experience, sometimes you don't make the best choices. But over time, you learn from that, you grow from that, you heal from that. And I don't think that life is meant to be done alone. I, I don't think that you're meant to be a single mom forever. I think that there's you're meant to have someone in your life. And I believe that God has your person out there and he's preparing himself for you. And so to me, just having my past, I mean, the way that we met and the way that it worked out and, and just everything in, in who Rob is to me and who I am with him, it's, it's literally everything I prayed for. I mean, if you ask my oldest daughter, she would say you manifested this because you visualized it and talked about it and wrote it, wrote about it and prayed for it. Like you literally manifested your relationship with Rob and you manifested Rob. Like that's what she tells people. And honestly, I laugh, but if you look back at my journals and see the type of person that I wanted, he hits every single thing. And when, when I look back on, on how I envisioned my life going and what I visualized and what I planned for, it's exactly what I have and more. So that's our story. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's obviously a lot more to it, but, um, so yeah, so people say, are you going to get married again? Yeah. Like, I hope so. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, I need to get married, but would I want to be married again? Yes, absolutely. Because I believe that marriage means that that person chooses you, not for the kids, not for the house, not for convenience, but for you. And, um, and so that's important to me, but yeah, so that is, that is our journey. So, um, and now we have, I have my fourth daughter, Amelia, um, and we are a blended family cause he has a daughter and blending families. That's a whole other topic in itself too. Um, but you want to do stuff right especially the second or in my case, third time around. God, that's awful. You want to do things right. And so you got to go slow. Time is your friend. And don't allow anybody to make make you feel bad about your journey or behind um, or anything like that because your life is your life and your journey is your journey and you're, you're doing the best that you can. Um, so yeah, so that's our story. Thank you for listening. And um, Write down what you want. Get clear on it. Put it out there. 
And hopefully you'll 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 get to that place where you're open up, you open up enough and and then God's going to put your person in your path too. I truly believe that. All right guys, thanks for listening.